1: Let's kick off our actual upon further review of the game Yes, with some talk of the defense.
2: So a lot of things to like about what the defense did. And I will say that upon further review, I liked it even more, to be honest. And they made Riley Leonard's job very, very difficult. They, they, they made him look pedestrian at most of the time. Right. And now I blame, to be honest with you, I do blame their offensive play calling a little bit because I think they should have gotten the quarterback run going maybe a little bit earlier, but Notre yeah. Dame was making their life miserable and they were yeah. getting. Well, the one thing I liked the most was they were getting pressure with four yeah. and we haven't seen that enough up to this point, but I think they did a really good job of that last night.
1: Let's start with the quarterback run stuff and then yeah. go into the front four. Okay. Cause I think those two things kind of go hand in hand. The quarterback run stuff, Vince, I I get what you're saying, and you're not at all wrong, but when we've talked about Duke, we have said in the past they don't like to do a lot of designed quarterback-only runs. They like to let Riley Leonard get his yards off reads and off scrambles because there's less punishment in those situations where you call quarterback power, quarterback counter and stuff like that, you're 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 the lead ball carrier and if they read it right, you're right. getting hit by three guys. <laughs> right. And we did see Riley on some of those runs. Like he broke the one and then he had another where he he made somebody miss and there was bad tackling and 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 that and all that, but you know, he took some hits in that game as well. And that's why they don't like to do that unless they have to. Now they eventually adjusted and were able to get rip off a couple runs, but but I'll say this Vince about about the way that nername played. There are about six or seven execution mistakes and one bad call. There was one call where I thought Notre Dame by alignment, and by the way they called it, we're out of position, and they allowed Duke to get a big run, and that was on that quarterback counter play. Outside of that, I actually, I really, I, I have, and and you got, I'm not a big Al Golden guy, you know, I don't love his defense. It's, I mean, that's just, right. I've never hid this it's hard for me to find a whole lot of stuff to critique from last night. Most of it's just execution stuff, you know, and then, sure. and that's on him. Like you can't have your guy, you can't line up offsides twice. That, I mean, that, that just can't happen. You know, you, right. you, you've got to have your guys a little bit better prepared for some of those situations, but Vince, man, I, I, the tackling has got to get a whole lot better. If I had to find one thing about the defense, it's the tackling was better. And it wasn't just missing in space. Again, it was angles. You know, the, mm-hmm. the play where Benjamin Morrison got, got stiff armed by Riley Mills or Riley Leonard. It's a terrible angle.
0: Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles; we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
2: And
1: here's the other thing about the overall performance, events About you know, about it real quick that I forgot to say: you played a phenomenal game, and your best player played one of his worst games he's had at Notre Dame in Benjamin Morrison that's true like he had one of it no, he for him for, for him, him yes like that's still a good night for most corners but for him right. that was his personal work I say it's his worst game since Syracuse from last year you know where he he was bad in the first half pretty good in the second half but a big part of the success as we said I thought Notre Dame's game plan too they did they did a couple things really well Number one, they were forcing the ball out of Riley Mills' hands, or Riley Leonard's. I'm going to say that all night. Riley Leonard's (laughs) hands on a lot of those runs, and here's why it's going to be confusing. And they were using Riley Mills at times to do that. So what they were doing, as we talked about last night, they were crashing the edges to basically – so when they ran read zone or power read, they would basically crash inside. Well, on power read, what you're trying to do is you're trying to get that end to work out and then go with the sweep, and then you keep, and you get up inside. On read zone, you want that guy to crash and then you're going to pull. So basically what Notre Dame was doing is we want him to give on power read and we want him to keep it on inside zone. So if you go look at it, when they were running the power read, so power read for you guys is basically the quarterback is actually running the power play, Mm -hmm. right? Gap down, pull around. He's the one running
2: inside. Correct. And the
1: back or the receiver is actually running a, a sweep outside, a sweep. So he's going to ride it. He's going to read that end man, and if that end man goes out, he pulls and runs vertically and follows the blocker. If that end man comes down or hesitates at all, he's going to give and let the jet sweep get outside. Well, what Notre Dame did is basically they said, hey, we're going to have the edge, take it, and then the tackle looped, and then Marist would run with the jet sweep or the linebacker. And I know J.D. Bertrand chased it down once as well, but usually it was the other times it was Marist. Did a great job because it was basically – Our linebackers are as fast as your running backs. That's basically what Notre Dame decided, and they were correct on that. And so they did a nice job with that. But see, that concept also set up nicely for the read zone. Because on the read zone, they would crash that end and then loop Riley Mills around. So the end would would force the pull, and then Riley Mills is going right outside and just sitting there waiting on a quarterback. And Riley Leonard could not make Riley Mills miss. He could not miss make, make him miss the tackle. Right. Like Riley was very disciplined getting outside, not yes. overplaying it. Not and over you need pursuing. to be super disciplined
2: yes. to do what you're describing because yeah. you know, when you're, you're, not always, you're not always, you're not always going to be the guy that's tackling the ball. I mean, and, and defensively, you want to go to the ball and there's a lot of things that you want to do instinctively, right? It's like, it's like defending the triple option. We talk about this all the time. You got to do your job. You got to do your job. You got to do your job and it gets boring. And when you try to do something that's outside of what your role is. That's when there's a big play. So you got to give a lot of credit to Riley Mills because maybe it didn't show up in the stat sheet. Right. But he did his job over and over and over and forced the ball to where Notre Dame wanted the ball to go. Like, you know, what, what was, what's the, uh, the internet meme. Like he knew his assignment, like, you know, he, and, and he did it over and over again. And it proved to be very successful, because the tackles for loss were huge and the linebackers were flowing downhill. It was awesome. It was it was awesome.
1: So I, I, that then tied into what I think a lot of the other success was because because they had like one long run from the backs and that was on the play where um, I, I still don't know what Maris was doing. That was just poor execution. I mean, Maris That's has fair. got to scrape over top and make that play. That was poor execution by Maris. They ran a counter play. Maris has got to crash and float it up. It was really the only really bad play had all night and what was otherwise a pretty good night. I mean, he had about th- you know three or four mistakes. Guys are always going to make mistakes. That was the one, like, what are you doing play that Maris had. And for all the people that don't
2: think he's a good football player, that's the only play they're going to remember. But Maris did a lot of <laughs> really good things. Of course. I mean, he had yeah, two oh, consecutive plays yeah. that were excellent. The one where he, yeah. he broke up a screen pass because he yep. read it. Like you could see Perfectly. on the TV copy, he's running. It was a bunch and he was at the front of the bunch and he immediately blew up the bunch and went to the guy in the back, and then the TV copy kind of went away from him. But you could tell he was heading in that direction, yeah. and batted it down. Like I mean, that was a great play. And then the very next play, he scrapes over the top and comes down and tackles the kid for a loss. Like yeah. two consecutive plays where it's like, yeah, that's well. They Emerus tried to do that wheel
1: stuff team. out of the backfield against him as well, uh, yeah. and and okay. that's something they we talked about this during the week, Vince. They killed Clemson with that. Yes, I mean, just all night. Cl- they had three catches for over 70 yards against Clemson on that. And, and they played it very well. So I, I, there was a lot of stuff that I liked. There was one blitz I didn't like, and, but that's not even the blitz. It's just the way you play the nickel. We talked about that last night. We'll need to rehash that. The other part of what I liked about what we saw from the defense Vince was we saw Al Golden do what we've been begging him to do in two areas. Number one, oh,
2: yes. I know exactly. What he turned the D
1: line game. loose. And number yes. two, he mixed up how he used his box. We didn't see the linebackers just crashing all night. We saw him crashing at times. We saw him show blitz. I mean, and not even just lining up and, I mean, but like, like the whole, like, oh, I hear him coming. I'm trying to time up the snap. Oh, I'm coming. Snap the ball and I'm dropping under coverage. Like the whole body. I mean, they were so like J.D. Bertrand and Maris Leafau like deserve Oscars. For how they performed at times last night on their blitzes, because like you know, like when you you'll see teams that'll line up and the linebackers at the line of scrimmage, and like dude, you, I know you're dropping. Your whole body language is that you're about to plan on that front foot and drop, right? And then there's the guys that are like faking it, like they're overdoing it, like okay, I know you're not coming because you're 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 right. trying to let me know too much that you're coming. They would kind of do it like, oh, I've tried to time the blitz and I didn't time it perfectly, and I got to go back. And then they would do it again, and then boom, they drop. Then other times they would come. But then there was a lot of snaps last night, Vince, where they just let the linebackers just read and react. Now, yeah. it cost them on that one play because Maris didn't read effectively. Right, right, right. But it also resulted in a lot of plays. Yeah. And you can't do that if you don't let your defense attack. And, you you, you know, we had something in the, in the chat talk. We, we've talked a lot about the crashes they have had a lot of ineffective line games this year, a lot, because a lot of their stuff was basically left and right. I'm going lateral this way. I'm going lateral this way. And what I loved about what they did last night is a lot of their stuff was vertical. You're going vertical here. I'm coming vertical here. And it allowed them to penetrate. And even though they didn't get like a ton of hits on the quarterback and they, they had like what, two sacks in the game. They they had Riley Leonard thrown off of his back foot all night. Oh, my gosh, yeah. All, a lot of inaccurate like he passes, step a lot of throwaways. Th- and, and there wasn't anywhere to go anyway. I mean, if we're being right. honest, if you go look at the All-22, there weren't a lot of openings. Right. They they covered the receivers pretty well for the most part. They had like one drop and, you know, a couple other plays where, where maybe they could complete a seven or eight-yard pass if he doesn't have someone in his face. But for the most part, there was nowhere to go. But even if he had time – but here's the reason why it matters – he wouldn't have had stuff to do, but if they weren't able to get pressure, there were there would have been run lanes that he could have planted and ran through. But he couldn't do that last night because they were so like they were so aggressive coming up the middle, and it was it was Howard Cross, it was Riley Mills, it was Javante Jean Baptiste, it was the linebackers, and there just was nowhere for that kid to go. Right, and 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 I got to tell you, man, like if they can find ways to do something along these lines week after week after week. Yes, I'm going to love be, this because yeah. we have said all year, and, and what do we say before the game? This is a really good offensive line. Now, they didn't have Graham Barton. That hurt them. But that's the left tackle. They dominated the guards and centers all night long. right? And they're good football players and veteran football players. And this is a very good offensive line. And Notre Dame kicked their butt last night. Like We talked a lot about how Duke's defensive line kicked Notre Dame's defensive line's butt. I'd say the same thing about the Notre Dame offensive line. The difference is Duke's offensive line actually played well from an assignment standpoint. They battled, they tough. They just, it was just Notre Dame's dudes are better than their dudes. I mean, that's, it, yeah. it was just simply, they were trying their best. It was like, you know, Notre Dame guys, we'll t- get to that. But it just, it, it was, it was sloppy technique. It was a lot of those things. That wasn't the case for Duke's guys. They just got their butts kicked. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, that was nice to see. Like, okay, they have it in them against one of the better offensive lines they're going to play against in my opinion and they more than hell i mean this is bet this is a better line than what louisville has it's a better line than oh, what yeah. C has it's a better line than what pitt has although that's yes. not saying a whole lot no. it's a better line than wake Forest and stanford and the Still only facts. other line they're, <laughs> the only other line that they're going to play that might be as good as this one is clemson's maybe and and clemson's is more of a good run blocking line at times they're inconsistent this is probably the best line that they they're going to play this year in my opinion it's one of the two best lines are going to play this year now, it's not as good without Graham Barton. But that was not the position that hurt Duke last night. That was actually one of the disappointing things is that their edges weren't able to beat their left tackle a whole lot last night. That was actually one of the disappointing things. But yeah, they turned the D-line loose, fence from the start. And Howard Cross had a monster game, great. but he was not alone. This was not – like this is one I said last night, and after watching the film, I still believe it. This is one of the best interior defensive line games I've seen since Sherry Tiller in 2018. And the difference is Jerry Tillery had a great pass rushing game that night. He had four sacks. Howard Cross dominated in the run game and the pass game tonight. This performance was sure even better is. than that one, in my opinion. So, um, and then when they needed somebody to, to win the game at the end, I mean, were the odds of Duke scoring slim? Yeah, but they still had odds when they had the football. Oh, sure. And he ended it. And he ended yep. it with that sack. So, yep. but it wasn't just him. It was Riley Mills played great.
2: Gabriel Rubio played great. Javante Baptiste. Baptiste continues yeah. to be
1: a really yeah. good football. Not he a, he has then,
2: exceeded my expectations a yeah, little bit. Right. Like I I thought maybe he'd be maybe a specialist pass rusher, you know, you know, kind of a depth piece or whatever. But he has really shown that that he can play. And you know, obviously, there's a really good defensive line over in Ohio that he was kind of buried behind. But he was out in third down and stuff like that. He has played really really well, especially as of late. Last two games. He's been really good, and if he can keep this up, man, this D-line is going to be tough, tough, tough to handle. Tough to handle.
1: The month of October is going to be jam-packed with huge games for Notre Dame, and ticket hunting for those games can be stressful, which is why you need to check out game time. Whether you're looking for last-minute tickets to this week's top 25 matchup between the Irish and Louisville, or next week when Notre Dame takes on USC – Game Time is the go-to place for you. That's where I went and got tickets to the Notre Dame-Clemson game for my mom and dad. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and a row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use code Irish for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Irish for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's GameTime.co. I thought Nana played well in limited snaps. I thought uh, Jason Onye didn't play a whole lot. He was, I thought he was disruptive. And I mean, maybe five or six shares. He was disruptive in his snaps. I, I did not like what I saw from Jordan Patejo for a lot of the game. Again, I, I, I didn't. I thought Josh Burnham was pretty good in his snaps. I thought Junior Tualamaka had his best game of the season. I thought Junior was pretty good. He was physical. He played with a little bit more certainty. Like he knew what he was doing a little bit more than in the past. Yeah, he's gonna get some. He's gonna
2: get some reps next week. Yeah, him and Josh. Yeah, first you know, half. There's Josh, no Patelho. Yeah, which I'm. I'm. Of course, I would love Jordan Patelho to be available in the first half. I think it's stupid that he's suspended for the first half. I mean, that's a different it's a dumb conversation. Rule. Such but a dumb rule. I will also say this is a great opportunity for these two yep. young guys to make some plays against. Yep. A subpar offensive line from Louisville. And yep. I, I think that they're gonna really like if, if people don't know who these two are yet, and obviously the people in our chat do because they're super knowledgeable on football and all that, but they're gonna open some eyes, man. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, in the first half. And and Jordan Batelho is a good player, you know. Wally Pip, just saying, yep. you know, yeah. I mean,
1: you hope that this is the kind of the thing that gets Jordan to, to wake up. And, and get Absolutely. back to being yeah, the guy sure. that, that he needs to be. He had an he did a couple nice things, but overall I didn't think he played great last night. And um uh, yeah. but uh you know my that's my thing is Vince is I, I, I thought the D line just as a whole played great last night. You yeah, know and, and one of the things we said is you know is, is it is it an now Washington problem is it now golden problem. I, I don't know the answer. I don't think last night necessarily said it was one or the other. All I know is is whatever the cause was before yeah, that, those kids, those kids, and they were. I mean, and it was a lot. Here's here's the mark of a of good coaching, Vince, and, and leadership from a player standpoint is the stuff that we complained about the week before not using your hands, just letting yourself get blocked, not being aggressive, not playing. They fixed all that. They they, they yeah. well in those areas, and a week later, and that's what you want to see from a veteran group. Like, hey guys, we got. It's it's almost kind of like obviously the coaching had to had to focus on it, but it was almost sure. like kind of like there was a a a. a, a you know, you, you want veteran group, you want really competitors of any age to to have a little bit of a little pride. bit of pride to when they they give up a <laughs> game winning drive and they don't make those stops and they do kind of get their butts kicked a little bit to say, you know, I don't want this ain't gonna happen again. Right? The, we're not gonna let this happen again. I'm gonna come out next week and I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. And we saw that from the defensive line last night, Vince. We did. Right. We saw a group that did not play well the week before as pass rushers. Uh, come out and and play much better as pass rushers, and they were even better as run defenders than they were the week before against Ohio State. Because that's what we said is like they're pretty darn good against the run the week before. Yeah. yeah, it was they weren't making plays on the football, right? So not a lot of tackles for loss, not a lot of production on the ball. They were physical and stout and and holding their assignments and all that. Well, they were allowed to attack on Saturday against Duke, and the results were really impressive numbers i mean just look at your two starting defensive tackles vince so these are the official the official numbers that's the ohio state game let me pull up the duke game here real quick they sent out some new ones like those numbers yeah i did i said those numbers aren't right i'm like they had way more than that (laughs) so if you look at the final numbers vince the starting defensive tackles last night combined for 20 tackles three and a half tackles for loss in a sack those were all on on Howard Cross, Howard. Yeah. And two forced fumbles. And let me go look here real quick. Let me look at the power, the pro pro football focus numbers and that duo combined for seven pressures on the quarterback and 12 run stops, eight by Howard cross. He led the team and Riley Mills was second in total hmm. run stuffs. So they, um, they, and, and right. Obviously Howard cross graded out high. This is pro football focus graded out higher as a pass rusher. But Riley Mills graded out higher as a run defender. Slightly, they were both very good in that regard. Although I'd still argue they're, they're, the number they have is way too low. So, just love what I saw from the D line last night, Vince. Yeah. And it was confirmed. It was like, okay, they're using their hands and they're they're the vertical stuff was really what caught my eye on the rewatch more sure.
2: than live was how because that was the frustrating part before, right? Is that they were just not being asked to get vertical. I don't, right. I don't a lot believe. of square
1: feet at the point yes. of contact. Yes. Right where where last night it was more get in there, rip inside, get, get skinny and get yes. through. Yeah, or, or get skinny or take a side and yeah. rip through that guy and get yeah. vertical, as opposed to flat feeding and because like what they were doing in past weeks, even against Ohio State was they would take those D linemen and they would rock them back, but right. they would stay square to them and they would keep their feet square. I mean they kick that guy's gap, butt, control but then they like, couldn't get yeah. off blocks at that point in time. Right. right. Last night they were. They were kind of getting more of a lift and more of a push, but then they were also taking sides. So they were still kind of taking on those blocks and knocking those guys back. Right. But then they were mixing it up with. They were shooting gaps too. They were twisting and stunning, and and I'm, I I got to tell you, I, I loved the game plan, and I hope we see. I hope this isn't. I hope this is it. an adjustment, yes. not a one time thing. Right. right. That's what we. That's that's the thing we don't know because Al Golden has been prone to kind of coming up these great game plans one week like NC State where I got on here and was like that's one of the best games he's ever called and one of the be- and then the next week in central Michigan we left the game like I've I still to this day don't have a clue what they were trying to do defensively. <laughs> like don't right. have a clue. So hopefully right. this can this is like hey look you know what these guys are weapons and when we use them effectively it makes our linebackers better. Because exactly. last night Marist had three pressures last night on only eight pass rushes. Remember we said before they had like 100 like pass rushes and they only had like 12 total pressures and like nine hits on the quarterback? Last night, Maris Leifert only blitzed eight times. And according to Pro Football Focus, he had three pressures. Jack Kaiser only blitzed three times. He had two pressures. J.D. Bertrand blitzed nine times. He had one pressure. It's not real good. So that's 20 pressures or 20 blitzes from your starters. They had six pressures. We went from a rate of like one every nine or 10 to one every what three? Three. Yeah. Right. That's because there was the volume was less. The defensive line was more aggressive. The O line could not get off those combos to get to the linebackers. Right. And the linebackers were hitting holes much deeper because they reset the line of scrimmage so well in their favor. So again, you were still able to have some success with your with your linebackers getting after the quarterback. You're still able to do that, but you were able to do it with a lot less needing to blitz. Right. Right. And yep. and and, yep. and it made your blitzes that much more effective. When you can come out in the game and Howard Cross has six pressures, three hits on the quarterback. Javante Jean Baptiste has five pressures, one hit on the quarterback. Riley Mills has a pressure. And and Josh Burnham had a pressure on only six pass rushes. You add those, and then all of a sudden, now all of a sudden your linebacker pressures are are becoming a lot more effective because in past games we talked about events where they'd have a lot of pressures, but like not a lot of hits on the quarterback. Right. This game, they got a lot more hits on the quarterback, and that was on top of the of the pressure. So that was good to see. I was very happy to see that last night. Was, and then the, the at times they just good, said yeah. hey we're just gonna we're just there it wasn't a pressure per se there were right. also plenty of snaps where he just was uncomfortable because they were just driving the guards and you got to do that especially against a mobile quarterback because the danger could be overcorrecting, Right. Doing too much twisting and stunning and then you hit it wrong and that quarterback's creasing you for a big gain they mixed it up nicely where t- at times they would just kind of bull rush into the backfield to where if Riley Leonard takes off I'm just mm-hmm. just disengaging going to get to the guy so really, really, really liked what I saw from them last night. Really liked what I saw from them last night. So just play calling, D-line stepped up, props to that group, props to Al Washington. It was one of the best D-line games we've seen in a couple of years. D-line, this, this was better than any game I thought we saw last year from the D-line. Against a quality opponent, like, you know, they ate up UNLV and Cal in the second half. Those teams had terrible offensive lines this was against a really good offensive line and they ate it up. And so that, I mean, that, that's my big takeaway from the defense. I just, there's not a whole lot else outside of that. We love the game plan. Am I, am I, am I okay to speak for both of us in that regard, Vince? Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Yep. was. I I just liked the, it was much more of a balance between getting, letting four go and then bringing five or showing pressure and dropping like It just wasn't a a blitzapalooza, you know what I mean? Which at times it felt like that earlier on in the season, and that was troubling for me, you know? And so I I much, much, much more preferred the way that they went about it this time, and it was more effective, you know what I mean? And and like you said, I hope this isn't a one-off, and we're going to talk about the offense here in a little bit, which I hope is a one-off, but I hope this was not a one-off, and it's something that they can build on, and it's something that this – Defense is going to be this because the talent that they have on defense. This is how you should be calling the defense. This is where they're going to be at their best. Right, you're allowing your guys to make plays. Right, you know, and that's allowing your front. Yes, allowing your front to make plays, and they and they and they rewarded him for it. Right, they rewarded him for it, and that's what I'm hoping. It's it's like okay, like okay, okay, you guys, I let you guys off the leash a little bit, and you guys went and did your thing, and you know made plays like oh. your nose guard had the most tackles on the like that's right you know his, his and 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 this is the
1: point Vince when your defensive tackles are making that many plays on the ball again 20 tackles last night that, that you're going to be hard to beat you just right. are because they're the closest thing to the football and that's why you know there was a couple times where Duke's getting tackled two two yards past their offensive line and it was like a minus one it was a, two, it was right. a zero yard gain because they were get past the line but they pushed the line so right. far back that the line right. of scrimmage exactly. had been reset and that's something we talk about yep. tackling was was an issue at, at last night. night at times that's continues to be an issue that's got to get fixed but i mean it, there's not a lot that needs to be said about that beyond right. just it is what it is and and i watched a lot of football yesterday you know i saw tackling is just an issue in football right now it's it's, it just it's is. an
2: issue and it's at all levels by the way like i you know, all love. I watch a lot of high school football. I I watch a lot of college football. Like it's it's an epidemic because of the way you know, it's a it's an issue in the NFL, like the right. NFL games. If anybody watched those games, that tackling is an issue, folks, because of the right. way practices are. Practices aren't the same as they used to be 25 year, twenty yeah. five plus and I, years, twenty, twenty-five. I just ago. feel
1: like there needs to be somewhat of a happy medium. Yes, with agrees.
2: They've gone way you know. too far. Right. To this side of, of never yeah. like I know there's plenty of programs that never put lowers on ever. Yeah. Like Well, you remember when Navy they did that the COVID year?
1: Yeah. Na- Navy that COVID year, they're like, we didn't do any tackling, and then they went out and they were just god awful. They couldn't they're tackle terrible. anybody, they're they they could not make anybody miss. So anyway, that, yeah. that'll do it for the defensive side, Vince. Um, you know, look we, we got a lot more to talk about tonight, but do us a favor, folks. If you do, if you could hit that like button hit that subscribe button hit the notification bell share this podcast and just a reminder we'll be doing a Monday mailback tomorrow it's our new our new schedule our new schedule is going to be a lot of fun so uh do us a favor and hit that hit that you don't have to wait till the show's over to hit that like button everybody we appreciate that very much